Hello, welcome to Of The People Live, coming to you from New Hampshire the day after, or should we say the morning after, even though it's the afternoon, it still feels like the morning after. So we have a primary and I feel like I'm hungover. And there's nothing worse than feeling like you're hungover without doing the drinking or the work to actually be hungover. But there's been so much going on here. And I stayed up late and the pundits and the talking heads, the thing I don't understand. So Trump has a historic night in New Hampshire. Most votes ever in a primary wins by wins by double digits. And yes, there was this outlying poll of 22%, but I'm an old political guy. It was always going to be 12 to 15%. And that includes all the crossover votes, but you have all these pundits who just came in and Trump had a bad night and he wasn't presidential and all of those other things. And yet no one focused on Nikki Haley and a, she got out early because she was smart. I give her that, but she also scorched earth went after him for his age went after him for for dementia or or senior moments right but here's the thing that no one's talking about when cortez to give a history example cortez who you know took out the as the aztec culture right spanish conquistador lands in america what does he do he burns the ships which basically tells his people we're going forward you can't go backwards Nikki Haley's acceptance speech or her victory speech really was burning the ships as opposed to getting out, which probably was the right thing to do. She's going to go forward and get scorched in South Carolina. And everybody knows this. So at the end of the day, folks, get over it. Trump's the nominee. We're going to go forward as, as a party. And that was never really in question. I give Nikki Haley credit. I respect her. I think she's done a good job, but the other issue here is when you listed all the all the pundits, no one wants to let Trump be Trump, right? You got to let Trump be Trump. I grew up outside of Queens in New Jersey, and I knew a lot of people from Queens, and they all sound like that. They sound, you know, some braggadocio, a little bit of a bully. That's Queens for you. That's that's a New York state of mind if you don't know what that is, right? But I think the people are missing the point. We talk about unity, and I don't think people want unity. What people really want is leadership, right? And leadership, warts and all, is Donald Trump. You don't have to like some of the mean tweets that he put used to put out or some of the things that he says. But folks, ask yourself, are your groceries less than they were four years ago? Are you better off than you were four years ago? Is the border more secure? Is oil prices down? Is there peace in the Middle East? Elections have consequences. Trump has a historic victory, and yet you have the... Main Street Media, the establishment, who clearly took a schlacking last night, and they're still all they're talking about is Trump. And let's be candid here. I have never seen a politician take the incoming fire over years and years that Donald Trump has taken and still keep fighting. And let's remember this. They bugged his headquarters. There was the infamous P tape in Russia that turns out to be false. There was Russiagate. There's this plethora of litigation, all motivated, most all motivated, as I can tell politically. And just because there is an indictment here or there, I forget who said it, but what's the expression? You know, a grand jury would indict a ham sandwich. Right. And all it does is make Trump stronger and rightfully so, because this is about America and this is about the America that we all want. And right now, the only one who's talking the talk and walking the walk is Donald Trump. So when you look at New Hampshire, you have to understand that 
a double-digit victory, the most votes ever, and I think he's won the New Hampshire primary three times, is historic. Let's see it for what it is, regardless of what the mainstream media tells you. He did miss an opportunity, perhaps to be more unifying or more presidential. I think that's what people want. But now we're going to go to on with the primary. And the only real question is there's going to be the Veep stakes. Who is the VP? Does Nikki Haley stay in long enough to be the VP because she amasses a certain number of electoral votes? Doubtful, possible, inside straight kind of a play. She's certainly not going to be the nominee. What gets even more interesting is the third party possibilities because, and I'm told that sometime either before or after Super Tuesday, we thought it was going to be after New Hampshire, you're going to see Joe Manchin and Chris Christie announce a third party run under no labels, right? Whether they win or not, I don't think they win, but here's the strategy, which we've talked about on a prior show. If they can prevent someone from getting 270, it goes to the House. Look up Article 12 of the U.S. Constitution. If you don't get a majority, you go to the House. And I think what they're banking on, because the last time this happened was 1824, you had Andrew Jackson in the lead, you had Crawford, I forget the gentleman's first name, and you had John Quincy Adams. So it goes to the House of Representatives, and each state gets one vote. That's it. And it's only amongst the three leading vote getters who are under consideration. So the math has to be, if we can force it to the House, because this is a divided country, and let's be honest, they, we know who they are, will do anything to prevent Donald Trump from being president again. The thought process has to be, force it to the House where no one gets the majority of 270 electoral votes needed, and then you're going to have Democrats who will cross over or Democratic states, if you will, who will vote for a third candidate that is not Joe Biden, even though he won't be the nominee, or not Donald Trump. Therefore, the Manchin Christie or Christie Manchin ticket becomes viable. I realize that is a far-fetched possibility, but it certainly is a possibility to me. So we're done with the primary. Donald Trump is the nominee, but this is going to take a few tosses and turns from here and joining us for the show today we're happy to have with us the chairman of the new hampshire gop chris ager who did a fabulous job managing all of this up through the primary and then later on in the show my pillow himself mike lindell very close with donald trump as well to talk a little bit more about elections rnc and going forward so i hope that the chairman are you with us mr chairman um. there he is Mr. Chairman, Hello. welcome to Of the People. I'm surprised you're up because I know you have been burning the midnight oil or the candle at both ends. How's it going? It's it's going really well. We're we're assessing the numbers, what it means, dividing up the delegates. We've got some math to do on the delegate count, but we only have 22 delegates. It looks like, you know, maybe 12 to 10 or 13 to 9. Not sure exactly on the math, but all that cleanup's happening today now. And and are a hundred percent of the precincts reported, or what percentage is, is in right now? Last night it, it was ninety one percent when everybody went to bed. Uh, I believe it's a hundred. I talked to the Secretary of State about noon time, and they had all the numbers they needed. We have a law basically that says you can't stop counting until you're done. So even even oh, these wow. towns that had to hand, hand count on the on the uh, right ends, uh, you can't leave until you're done. It's 
It's not like Georgia where you go home, there's a water burst, and all of a sudden you find boxes. <laughs> that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> right. All my totally New Hampshire is first you know, in a nation and should set the example. Yeah, so does that it's, mean it's Chairman Ager for the for the Democrats? My understanding is they they wrote in Joe Biden. So that means it's going to take even longer for them because they're having to do all the writing candidates. Yeah, it did take a little bit longer, but but it didn't take much longer. We know how to do this. <laughs> we have paper ballots, 100 percent paper ballots. And the moderators at each polling site, they're like the the king or queen of their polling site. They decide mm. how things are done. And there's a great cast of volunteers in the state. So they, they grab those ballots. They, they count them in stacks of 25. So first they sort, they sort them and then they stack them. So they sort them, count by 25, stack them, and then they count the stacks of 25. And everybody has to nod their head in agreement on the count before they, they tally it. It really doesn't take that long. And we also have a, what's called scatter where, Everybody who gets, you know, there's a handful of Mickey Mouse, Bozo, Clark Kent, whoever. And those, <laughs> every single vote is counted. And there might even have been a Robert Chernin in there. You never know. <laughs> but, well, that's because I wrote in my name. You yeah, know, you know how much I, cr I crave notoriety. But you know what the moral of the story here is, Mr. Chairman? Contrary to what we have been led to believe, Democrats actually know how to count when they're forced to. Uh, they do, but oh, we always yeah. have Republicans here on the shoulder. That's right. <laughs> That's right. The open primary system in New Hampshire, and I've explained it to people, but I think I'm a little wordy, and they want to understand how someone who is an independent can then cast a vote in the Republican primary and then still be an independent. And then the mm. question is, how many independents voted? I mean, if you can get into that a little bit, because I think that's really, most people outside New Hampshire don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got about a, a I'll round the numbers off. Approximately 1 million voters in the state. 30% are Democrat, 30% Republican, 40% are what we call undeclared. So they, they're voters, but they're not a declared party member, Republican or Democrat. The Democrats can vote in the Democrat primary. Republicans vote in the Republican primary. The undeclared, 40%, can vote in either primary. And so by October 7th, which is about a week before uh, the candidates can start filing, voters have to declare, are you Repu Republican, Democrat, or undeclared? Mm. You can change it. Wait, so you can go from a Democrat to Republican before October 7th. After that, you stay the party that you are. So a month we before election. A month before election, who, you could change party affiliation. Uh, it, roughly. It's... it's uh, Two months, right? Well, October, October, November, December, January. Three so, months. So it's before Biden. Okay. Before the primary, yeah, not right. the general. Yeah. Got in it. This, in this case, about three months. So, but you also have people who've moved into the state or people who've never registered. After that, whatever they register is what they are. So somebody could have moved into the state January 1st and said, I want to be a Democrat, Republican, or undeclared. And that's what they are for the election, right up until same day registration. So the day of the election, somebody new to the state or who's never voted before could walk in and say, hey, I'm here. Here's my ID. Verify that they that they are a, a, a New Hampshire domicile. They get to vote. So that undeclared list, they walk in and they declare for a party as they walk into the voting booth. So they say, hey, I'm an undeclared voter. 
I want to be a Republican for this election. I'm going to take a Republican ballot. They are then a Republican. They go in and vote. On the way out, there's a table. If they want to go back to being undeclared, they wait in line and say, I just voted. I'm a Republican. Now I want to go back to being undeclared. Anybody oh can do that. Goodness. So they can go back to undeclared. So so that's spot. how all these folks are basically going in, voting for Nikki Haley to try to mess up the the Republican primary, and then they can just leave and not have any future consequences for it, basically, right. as a vote. It, it, by the right. way, it, it so, also it also it, explains those school buses I saw coming in with bringing people over from Massachusetts <laughs> that were sleeping in the school buses for residency. Now I get it. Yeah. I didn't see I didn't see any school buses, but uh, you know my uh, sight you know, may not be as good as yours. Uh, you know I can't, yeah, I'm kidding. I know. Yeah, it's a bit. It, of course, yeah. So I this system has been in place for over 40 years. Donald Trump has won three primaries with this system in place. In 2016, it more than likely benefited him because he was the outsider. He was getting the undeclared, the independent vote. He was getting those time voters who never voted before who came in on election day and said you know i really like this guy he's different he's a maverick says it like it is he's not right. beholden to the washington establishment or big money all of those people it benefited donald trump in 2016 he won this year it likely benefited nikki haley and so for mm. my trump friends who go oh right. the system is guys how, it helped your guy. It helped our guy in 2016. <laughs> Might have helped Nikki Haley a little bit, but he still won by double digits. What are you bitching about? It works. It's a great yeah. system. It also attracted a lot of people to the Republican Party who did not go back to undeclared. And so we saw that in several of the polling sites. About In one of the polling sites, one-third of the undeclared people who came in left as Republicans and stayed Republicans. And so that. it also helps us in the general election because now instead of saying those undeclared, you know, or independent people, we don't want you in the party. You're not conservative enough. You're not Republican enough. We're saying, no, come into our party. We want you to come in. We're going to educate you on why our policies are great. You voted for one of our people. And now your muscle memory goes to that little R box, you know, right next to that Republican <laughs> guy. And muscle memory goes there. Okay, keep it going there in November. Let's go. So we're bringing people in. And this system actually works pretty well. It's worked very well for us in the past. I don't see any reason to change it. And well, I, I get the I get the Trump campaigns, you know, kind of, okay, let's set it up in case we lose. We're going to blame all these undeclared. It was trying to trickery. I get it. You know, you kind of set the expectation. But look, you won by double digits. Hey, we got a great system. It allows people to pick who they want. And it also live free or die. People are like, what, you're going to make me put a little R by my name for a whole year if I don't feel like it? No, baloney. I want to go. I'm going to vote for who I want to vote for. I'm going to pick the ballot I want to vote. Let me go to my workplace and not be harassed by my, my, my teacher's union or, you know, people who are coming to my business establishment. They look you up. Oh, this is mm -hmm. a a Republican, a Democrat, I'm going to call Tay. Forget about that. You know, if you want to stay undeclared, that's fine with us, you know, but if you pick a Republican ballot, we want your muscle memory to remember. I voted for a Republican. It felt really good. I left there with a smile on my face. Man, isn't voting Republican cool? 
and do it again and again and again. <laughs> we want. Amen. You, you know, and, and I would, I, I, I'm sorry, Chris. I, I would argue that not only first in the nation mm. creates that participation level in the electorate mm. in New Hampshire, but it is also the open primary, mm. right? People can, you know, because I'm not even sure that the 40% vote for parties, they vote for people and therefore they engage in what you and I would call retail politics. Mm. which they like and they take pride in. And I would argue, and I came out of New Jersey, obviously, which is sort of the Tammany Hall redux, right? It's the state machine in New Jersey on both sides. But the voters in New Hampshire are probably some of the most engaged, most informed electorate that in my 35 years in politics that I've come across. So, I, And I think the open primary system, as much as it's hard to understand to outsiders, creates that environment. So we're I got one question before we finish up here, which is predictions on mm. two things. When does Nikki Haley get out? <laughs> okay. I'm not setting you up on that. And who's the VP candidate for Donald Trump? Ooh. Okay. So speculation. When does Nikki get out? I don't think she's going to get out today, but it could be as, you know, it could be before South Carolina. It could be. I use this word, I overuse this word. They have to reassess, you know, what they think is going to happen. And I'm a big believer. If she thinks that she can win, I would say you owe it to stay in. If you think you can win. Mm. Right. If there's if a path. You, yeah. If there's a way to win it, you know, we don't want people to get into presidential politics who at the first sign of, you know, something a little bit went wrong. They run away. It's, oh, uncle. She she did relatively well here, you know, 40, you know, 44% of the vote against oh, she, former president who's who's a dynamic personality who's just got he's got his own gravity around him. That's how that's how much interest and excitement's there. So, so who's VP? So who's VP? Well. If she thinks VP, if we take out if we take out political correctness, it's Mike Pompeo. Mm, if we take really? out political correctness and identity, Mike Pompeo. I love Mike uh, maybe Pompeo. Maybe the smartest I, person. Yeah. And if if the president went down for whatever reason, steps right in, you do not miss a beat. I mean, the guy yeah. knows his stuff. He knows everybody around the world that matters. He knows how the government works. Very high intellect, just smart, solid person. But in the world of identity politics and DEI and LMNOP, um, it's <laughs> probably happening. <laughs> And so you go, okay, let's take out the most qualified guy. Let's take out the most qualified person and let's find somebody mm -hmm. that fits demographics that we need. And then you're yeah. looking at maybe a governor would be great. Maybe a female mm -hmm. governor. There's a few of them out there. You know, there are you know, a couple. Someone Kim with Reynolds. executive experience. You got Kim Reynolds, but she, she endorsed DeSantis. Less likely. She's a great governor in Iowa. You got Christy Noem, who has been a lot of speculation. I think it, some people are kind of looking towards Christy Noem. She's been to the state a few times, and she's been campaigning for for President Trump. So she could be could be that type of person. So I, I'd say right now I give a handicap towards Christy Noem. Okay, Mr. Chairman, I want to thank you for taking time out of your your busy day, especially after the primary hangover that you've probably have after after last night <laughs> love to as oh, always have you have, have you back on as we figure out new hampshire's role going forward 
into the general, right, with the rest of the primary playoff. But thank you so much for joining us, especially on such short notice and probably even shorter sleep. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks. Well, I'm going to go back to take a nap now. So uh, appreciate it. <laughs> love, love the Vermont flannel, by the way. <laughs> oh, I did That's right. For you. I've been in the suit for the last week. So this, this feels really good. Looks comfy. Thank you so much again, Mr. Chairman. Tired of seeing your rights stripped away by the politicians in Washington? Do you feel like you're a red dot alone in a sea of blue? Get connected. The American Center for Education and Knowledge is fighting back to restore America. Join us in our fight for American exceptionalism and start connecting to all the other red dots across the country. Go to asicfund.org to learn more. That's A-C-E-K-F-U-N-D dot O-R-G. Do it now. And joining us now of the people, Mike Lindell, entrepreneur, MyPillowObviously.com, close confidant of President Trump. Mike, thanks for joining us on Of the People Live. Well, thanks for having me on. (laughs) Absolutely. So we just had the chairman on for the New Hampshire GOP, Chris Ager. Give me your quick takeaways from last night's election. We know it's historic. We know it's over. It's only a question. It's only a question of time. But what are you seeing from that, from this election? I mean, what does it tell us, really? Well, it tells you that Nikki Haley should just call it a day and everybody unite and get you know, put all our resources into getting our great real president Donald Trump back in office. I know I had teams up in New Hampshire, but I was there for a lot of different reasons and. One of them, as you know, as I'm looking at securing our election platforms, and yep. there was a lot of stuff that went wrong up in New Hampshire. And, you know, we're not saying anything right now, but we were monitoring things. And, of course, with the electronic machines and working with the Secretary of State's office there, and we, the, uh, but we've got some good things that came out of there for our moving forward, because I really believe New Hampshire will be one of the first states to be completely paper ballots hand counted by 2024. You know, they're about, mm. about a third or half the state is already there. And we've got over 200 counties across the country already committed to that in 2024. Of course, we don't put it out there everywhere or they get attacked for it. But so I was really encouraged by a lot of stuff up in New Hampshire with my team. I'm getting the feedback from my teams, of course. And, but I think I was, I was glad, obviously glad with the outcome. I think it's enough of a, of a shellacking that I know the, the that you got your foxes of the world now going, hey, uh, you know, he is almost like an incumbent president. So, you know, if you take that out of the picture, of course, he, you know, he didn't do as good as he should have done. You know, they're trying to put out a false narrative to all of us. And it's disgusting. Wow. How do you give the people a confidence level that their vote matters, right? Because that's really what we're talking about. That's a great question. Here's where I've been since January of 21. I've been attacked relentlessly and my company has uh, every day. Uh, We've been canceled and everything else. And maybe, maybe back then they thought, oh, Mike Lindell just wants to overturn the 2020 election. Well, you know, I was on Jimmy Kimmel in the spring of 21, and he said, Mike, if your friend Donald Trump had been selected, like you're saying, would you still be sounding an alarm? And I said, absolutely, I would. So what you're talking about in August, it was a over a year in the making of a plan to secure our elections. And I announced that in August. And since then, my pillow has just been attacked more than any time in history because mm-hmm. they want my voice silenced. And 
And what this plan is, and you can see it, lindaleplan.com, we lay it all out there. And uh, in a in a nutshell, what it is, is we've, we've approached every county basically in the country, all 3,143 of them uh, over the past three years. And I have over 300,000 people on the ground through my election crime bureau I built up and uh, a cause of America. All these groups were like the hub of a wheel. So when we went, when we approached all these, you get all of these pushback. Most of the time, the pushback is from what I call uniparty Republicans. You get so far and they go, eh, eh, we really like the machines. Remember, the Democrats wanted the machines gone for two decades. They wanted them gone. And there's movies out about this, like Kill Chain and so on. Yeah. So what we've done is we're like, I'm doing a speech this coming Monday in Las Vegas, two days before the RNC winter get together. And we have my whole team got invited there and we're going to show the 168, whoever shows up, here's what you all should have been doing for the last three years, securing your platforms that you play on or that everybody votes on and to get the playing field level. And and then we're going to say, but you know what? We're three years ahead of you. All we need now is for you to embrace us when we come to your county and come to your state, because what we're doing, we're going to go back around to every single county uh, and basically a sales pitch to them and say, hey, in light of this and this, now will you go to paper ballots hand count? Most counties in the United States can make this vote from the county up. There's a few states where it's secretary of state down, but we, that we're dealing with them on a whole different level with uh, lawsuits and so on. And then you have uh, our great real president, Donald Trump. He's going to get historical votes like he has already. And how much could they do? How much could they do if you get a repeat of other elections? Mm. We don't know. But I am very confident. If I didn't have three years of behind us, so to speak, those weren't wasted time. I put in 18 hours a day and so did tens of thousands of other people every day for the last three years trying to get to where we want to get to, which is paper ballots hand count. One of the things, too, you know, everyone says the RNC hasn't done anything and all this stuff. Well, last January, when I ran for RNC chair, I, one good thing that came out of that was I got to know the 168, and, mm. and we got them to push through a resolution, which was passed a week after my event in August in Missouri. And that resolution, everybody, is that they passed this paper ballots, hand counted, no machines, precinct level, same day voting and signature required. Now, that would be a perfect world. That's, you know, the elections. And and so now when we go back to these counties, we just want the, the GOP to embrace us rather than block us, embrace us. This is the only plan. This is the only plan and it will work. And we just have three great examples, you guys. I want to bring this up, you know, Argentina, one judge made a ruling to go to paper ballots last summer, and they switched from paper ballot or from machines to paper ballots. They did it in four months, in less time than the Netherlands did it back in the day. And they had a free and fair election, and they were done counting in one day. It was beautiful. And then just two weeks ago, what did we have? Taiwan, the Taiwan. gold standard right. of elections in the world was beautiful, and they did it one day, too. We had our representatives over there in Taiwan, and our system that we've developed here in the U.S. by one on my team named Linda Rand, we've used it here in election in the U.S., and it's better than 
all of them put together. We did it in Osage County, Missouri, Democrats, Republicans working together. It was beautiful. Done at the same time as the machines with 100% accuracy. So that's really good. And then the last thing I want to say is, is things are starting to happen out there. You had this judge in Georgia that's Obama appointed. And that right. judge a few months ago ruled this case has been sitting there for three years. And Brad Rassenberger, the Secretary of State Republican of Georgia, which I have a lot of things to say about him, but uh, that would take the whole show. Uh, just a terrible, <laughs> terrible person. A terrible person, a terrible politician. I could, I got other names for him. But anyway, he has blocked this from the people, this report, which was, and anyway, this judge ruled that this case would go forward. She ruled like in November and said, it's going to go forward. And these experts said that these machines are vulnerable. And she said, if you question them, you're not a conspiracy theorist. I was able to take off my tinfoil hat on national TV. It was a great day. I still have my tinfoil hat on. And just because I wear right, a tinfoil right. hat doesn't make that's me a conspiracy fine. theorist is my line. Right, That's right. But last week, everybody, this last week, if you just seen the big news last week, in that case started January 9th, Professor Halderman hacked into the computer and flipped votes with a ballpoint pen right in front of the judge. Now, that should have been worldwide news. Instead, it was suppressed. It was wait, wait, say this. Wait, wait, say this. Say this again. You, 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 you are so full of information. Say that I, I last piece. Of, say that last piece of yeah, again because yeah. I want to. I want to be very clear on what you just said. What happened right. last? Right. This was last week, everybody. In this case in Georgia, and you can check it out on social media. Check it out on. Look at my my. We've got a post it where the Gateway Pundit had reporters in the courtroom. The, right. the judge, the judge let the professor Halderman, this guy's been involved in, and by the way, he's not a, he's more left than right in his politics. So it's not, and these are Democrats that are the plaintiffs in this case. So they let him have the machine there, the voting machine. He hacked into it in less than five minutes. I think even less than that with a ballpoint pen and flipped votes right in front of the judge and everyone. in that Really? Court. And this should have been worldwide news. It's over. It should be over. Okay. These they're they're vulnerable. You know, I've been to Senate hearings where I was there with the other companies and and uh, the big hometown boys, the biggest one in the country is ES out of Omaha, Nebraska. And they right. were asked directly, they were asked directly by the Secretary of State of Louisiana, said, Are your machines better than the other ones, Dominion Heart and, and uh Smartmatic really? And you know, are they more secure? And here's his quote: "All voting machines are vulnerable. They all have back doors." He said this, everybody. I mean, this is. I mean, this should be. If you're Fox News is of the world, this is where we're not. This is what's hurt us more is your conservative media out there that won't report about our elections, yeah. our election platforms. It's disgusting. I mean, if. If the guys who produce it, if the people who sell these and make these machines are telling you that they're not safe or that they're vulnerable, let me put it right, that way, right, that they're vulnerable, right. shouldn't we believe them? Right, exactly, exactly. And, you know, and you know, it, you've got just a couple of the companies that are in the limelight because they sued everybody, and that's what started lawfare in our country back in January of 21. Mm. But these other companies, if I was another company – like ESNS, I would say, hey, my machines are more secure. Just come on over this way. But he, they didn't say that. They said, hey, we're all vulnerable. We're all hackable. 
And, uh, and one of the things everybody needs to know, in this courtroom, too, it was also said that these things, this is the, these are these experts now. They said, and this is his expertise is on hacking in, not the cyber experts that I have that grab numbers and stuff. But his, he said, hey, when you hack into one, you're hacking into them all because they all go horizontal network throughout, let's say it's Georgia or the, mm. throughout the whole U.S. They all go horizontal like any other computers. Remember, they lied to us and said they're not on the Internet, right? That's what <laughs> we were told. They're not on the Internet. Well, now I'll go back to what I will tell you this about New Hampshire. Up in New Hampshire just uh, last night, or on, actually this was earlier, maybe on Monday, there were problems with a couple of machines there, and we had people on the ground. They called the Secretary of State's office and uh, these are in charge of their elections. And they said, hey, this machine is doing this. It was like a double double voting or whatever it was. Oh, and they wow. go, oh, no. The, the secretary goes, oh, no. And then 10 minutes later, they called them back and said, uh, we fixed the problem. How do you fix the problem remotely if they're not hooked up to the Internet? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Look, look, I, I look. Yeah. I think Having that election to... integrity is is the is the key thing, Erica. I was just gonna say, you know, what is it, Hamlin's razor or one one of those razors, basically that it's it's like, you know, if the answer is too complicated or doesn't make sense, it probably isn't true. You know, that's the gist of it. And so when you hear these excuses and you hear this stuff, you just go. Okay, if you're not committing fraud, if you're not doing something illegal, you're doing you're not helping your case. You're making this look as bad as possible. If you want us to believe you, do a better job. Right. Well, here's the thing, everybody, too. It's like the presentation that I'm going to make to the 168 on uh, Mm. this coming Monday. I'm going to my whole team's going to be there. And what we let's say you're head of your county and you're in charge of your election. We're going to approach them, and they would always say to us why they want to, you know, I don't want to go to paper ballots because it'll take too long. No, it's the same. We we proved it can be done at the same time as a machine. I don't want to go there because it's going to cost more. No, it's 10 times less. I don't want to go there. Mm. Whatever reason they would say no, we're going to contradict that now. And one of the things I want people to know is is, is when when you have deviations in mathematics and you have to explain them, especially impossible ones. I'll give you three examples I'm going to use in in Las Vegas uh, this coming Monday. One is in the state of Georgia, a primary year and a half ago, this nice lady, she's a Democrat. There were three Democrats running. Her and her husband got zero votes in her own precinct. Zero votes. Now, her, I always make a joke and say, if they would have just gave her two votes, they would have said, I'm sorry, ma'am, only, but the only one loves you is your husband. But they, but they had to, they had to look into it because it was a mathematically impossible. They called it a programming error. Another thing is this, and let's just take a bigger example. The state of Pennsylvania has more votes than voters. Now, everybody, this should be easy for everyone to understand, and they've done it in the last three elections. It's you know, they cannot turn in their electors if you have more votes than voters. Imagine if we had a vote, and I had ten people line up to vote. And they're all going to vote. Let's we'll use Biden, Trump, and and we know seven of them voted for. They all vote, and now we go to we the machine spits out, and there's 15 votes, but you only have people right. walk in the room to vote. Now you you can't explain that. You have to explain that. You have to go. It's like balancing the books in a bank. You got to go explain that. 
And yeah. you, you know, they can sit there and everybody, you know, deviations that are one in a million, they've tried to, they've just credited those. I'm talking about impossible. People need to hear impossible deviations. Mm. Okay. Those are impossible. You can't have more. And uh, so these are the things that we uh, we're looking at. Here's the problems when you have states like another computer system, when it was our voter rolls and you have like Wisconsin, everybody, 7.2 million names are on their voter rolls, names. But if every single person in Wisconsin that was eligible to vote and register, it's 4.1 million. Why do you have 3 million other names on there? It doesn't make sense. You know, this is these are atrocities that we need to fix our election systems. Let's just say, for instance, that there was no hacking and no cheating. Let's just do that for a second, okay? When you have a mistake in a computer, computers make you know glitches all the time. There are glitches. They had one just in the last election up in Pennsylvania in, in November, where they said they had all these problems and they called it a computer error. It was a computer, it was a programming error. Well, if you make an error in a computer, it can cost a whole election where if you make an error, but, you know, with people making an error for a few votes here and there, it's a lot different. We're in an age where- And there's a paper trail. You know, and there's a paper trail and you can find yeah. it. Our system of hand counting paper ballots under camera, that is your audit, everybody. And we all get to watch. It's transparent and, and we're going to get there. Anybody, a few years ago, everybody- just go, keep going, Mike, keep going. But they didn't want to get behind the effort because they yeah. thought it was impossible task to completely redo our election systems, right? And they can't imagine that anybody would do this to our country or that they would hack in. You guys, we're in the age of artificial intelligence, these big conglomerates like Google and all these things. I said, my pillow, our computers get attacked all the time. I mean, do people yep. can wrap their head around a credit card breach, right? A national credit card breach, breach. But they go on, oh yeah. And then what happens then is people, they come in, insurance covers it all and all this. And it's just a money problem. The, the, the hackers or the good hackers patch it up, find out why it happened. You put more protection on it and you wait for the next time they break through. Yeah. But when it happens in an election, you can lose your whole country. Yeah, that's what this the stakes if you if you get you know if spotify gets hacked or whatever are right. so much less than if right. our elections are hacked we're talking that's right. billions trillions of dollars right. we're talking about war and yeah and everything. famine and like the, and why would we it, not protect why wouldn't we protect our elections the same way we protect our home or our right. bank and, accounts that's exactly right. And the government, everybody deemed this critical infrastructure. Our voting platforms mm. are critical infrastructure. And we all you got to do is look around the world. You know how happy they are in Argentina that one judge made a ruling and changed their country. They're free now. They're actually, people get to vote instead of, you know, the what if. What if they were always controlled by that one press of a button? And, and then you got to look at, too, if you have a, a it, let's just say it's a major malfunction you know, a major malfunction or whatever. Well, you can't, you, that can cost, Wait, you know, hey, tens of millions or tens of hey, thousands of votes where Mike, a mistake. Mike, Mike, we, 
when you say major malfunction, you mean like on election night 2020 when all five <laughs> state systems went down at roughly the right. same time? No, they were ordered. With, no, they, they were ordered down. They, they, they were ordered to shut him down because Donald Trump was going to win despite the, uh, the, the steal. I, that's, and I and I'm sorry. I'm sorry to goad you, but I knew, I mean, like I said, you and I think the same, but let me, yeah. let me, let me change topics real quick on you. You're going out to the mm. RNC. Well, I guess that's mm. the winter meeting in Vegas, but you yeah. also ran for RNC party chair. Right. Mm-hmm. Had you won and been the RNC party chair, mm. what changes would you have made? What would you do differently? I mean, there's a lot, been a lot of criticisms of, of Ronald McDaniels. I would argue a lot of it justified, but Mike Lindell wins, wins the RNC, you know, chair vote. What do you do? What's different? What changes? Everything I've been doing right now without their funding. That's it. Everything I poured, everything I had into. Security, so election integrity. Election what what that's else? It. It's that, that's, that is the number one thing because you know what? Mm-hmm. All the donors and stuff, all the money they need for their traditional little money machine and all their campaign, that, that's what they lost. That would have brought it back going, hey, they would have got some hope back. You had, remember, at that point, they had five elections in a row they had lost. Five, but actually they had won all five. I did a speech when I ran for RNC chair there and said, you guys, you guys didn't lose. And I don't care how much money you spend frivolously. It doesn't matter when it can cheat, when you're not, when you're, you're not even looking at your playing field or what you're playing on, you know, to make things. And they, you know, the RNC, they had done something that last January, I'll give an example. They passed a resolution against ranked choice voting. And that immediately got seven states that our, my team was fighting they we, got, we stopped fighting our own party and they said okay we'll get rid of it we'll stop it these are things that they that I would have done and I would have accelerated now did we go on did I keep going without them absolutely but the problem is we have to fight the RNC and the GOP when we go to these states I'll give an example here's a perfect example Cleborne County Arkansas big old red state right you know, 70% red, when in actuality, it's 82% red. Now, we go in there, and Cleborne County decides, they, they make a rule, or they make they voted in, they're getting rid of the machines, paper ballots, hand count. Now, all the other counties in Arkansas were going to follow suit. This is last January and February. And a Republican senator named Tim Hammers, he went and got a bill shoved through within a couple of weeks, and it says, here's the bill, everybody. If you go to paper ballots in the state of Arkansas, we're defunding your county. Now, think about this. This is the Republican Party. That's wild. You can't make this up. So we get tired of my team going and fighting them. When I ran for RNC chair, I thought, you know what? I got to get to know these guys because why are they fighting us at every level the last couple of years, right? And uh, and I mean, Rana, Rana made one promise. Uh, she goes, I promise I'll work with Mike Rendell if I win. She did keep that promise in the respect that she didn't go against that resolution that they passed 168 to zero, everybody, per paper ballots, hand counted, uh, same day voting and signature required. Now, think of this. When we go back to these counties now and a Republican like like Kim Hammer goes, we got to we love the machines. We want to keep them. When you just voted 168 to nothing to get rid of them. Why you will stand out like a sore thumb. It'll be like Ghostbusters. We got one. We got someone that's part of the Uniparty. It's going to be a filter for that. One of the right. things too I want to bring up with the RNC chair was very important, and this is important when we get to the 2024 election. Get polling companies that we trust. But the Rasmussen poll came out the night before the vote, and I had doubled the doubled Harmy and Rana put together the vote for me. 
Now the next in day ca- in California. No, no, no. Yeah, this was across. This was all they did the poll across the whole country about oh, who, who do you want for RNC chair. This was the Rasmussen poll. So the Rasmussen poll came out. The whole country wanted Mike Lindell, and I doubled Harmy and and uh, Rana. Now the next day they vote, and I get four votes of the one sixty eight. So the media comes to me now. This is a great <laughs> now, but this is great. The it, it worked out okay. perfectly. It was like a divine thing. The media comes to me and they go, Mike. You only got four votes. What do you what do you say about that? And I said, Well, you've seen the polls yesterday. Once again, the government these the GOP didn't do what the people wanted. The people wanted me to be chair. And I said, and then they, and then Jimmy Kimmel asked me on TV, he goes, Mike, do you trust that election there? And I go, Absolutely. It was paper ballots and there were no machines. <laughs> you know, the, the the interesting thing, right? What's what's the old saying that Stalin said? It doesn't it doesn't matter who uh it doesn't matter. Who votes doesn't count, but who counts the vote no, matters. Who counts the votes. That's right. right. And, we and, all and, need, and we all need to count the votes. We all need right. to see this. We have the technology now where we can live stream and here's the count. We all watch it. You see here. We have the most secure paper ever developed, by the way, that my team has developed. This paper is better than money. It's so secure. I mean, the system we have that we can put in and just plug it in is plug in. All we need is say, you know, not to be blocked or whatever with the internet. You can find out lindellplan.com. It's all laid out. There's a white paper right. in this. And this <laughs> isn't something that we should try. We're already doing it. You know? and, and here and here's the thing. Most most of my friends would, would tell you that they don't care whether a Democrat or Republican wins. I mean, their beliefs are their beliefs, but when, but at the core fundamental level, if you don't trust the accuracy of free and fair elections, which is the bedrock and foundation of everything else in this country that flows from it and the whole mm-hmm. dominion voting system or smart voting systems or what, whatever. And, and the fact that again, the systems in 2020 just happened to be in the five key States, right? Didn't happen in any other States happened in the five key States that will determine the winner in the electoral college. They stop, they start Trump's ahead. They start again, Trump's behind X amount of votes. But here's my next question for you along those lines. What's your thought about mail-in ballots about, ballot harvesting about because those are the other sort of new modalities that have been introduced to to further i would argue destabilize the okay. confidence level in the voting system okay i'm going to give you a first i'm going to uh, tell you what you said there it only happened in those five states it happened in every state in the country in 2020 and in 2022 when you when you skim a casino back in the mafia days when you skim a casino you have to take from everything. You can't just take from one machine or it'll stand out like a sore thumb. Even if you, no matter what you do, you have to bring it all, bring the water level down, okay, and skim off the top. Well, that being said, all these other things you're naming are tools. You need so-called product for these. If you have the computers, you also need to be able to pull names from the other computer system, the dirty voter rolls and stuff. Ballot harvesting, which we fought to get make it illegal. Even the RNC fought and got it illegal in Arizona. The worst thing you could ever do. Anyone that hears it says ballot harvesting, wrong. If you want to go back to traditional things uh, like that, the, the Democrat Party is way ahead on that on cheating, okay? The ballot harvesting, one of the worst thing you can ever do. And I will say that everything we know, everything my team has known, which we've there's, there's guys on my team have forgotten more about uh, evidence than uh, people will ever know. It's massive. You vote day up unless you absolutely cannot. 
If now ballot chasing is different, everybody, and we're going to explain this out. And ballot chasing is you're going there and you're you're getting people that maybe have, weren't going to vote. You're you're basically uh, going out and making sure that they're going to get out to vote. And and uh, hey, if you're going to get out to vote, go vote you, in you, person. You mean like go to the nursing home and make sure they get to the polls? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm serious. I'm not not taking their ballots. Me, meaning mm, because right. GOTV, right? Traditional GOTV was always get out the vote, and and sometimes you had to bust them to the polls. But the people at least voted in person, right? right. So exactly. you get no. You need to get, and it's a very, it's a lot harder for right. them to cheat if they vote in person with the machines with the computer. Now, what they did when they pulled the stunt with Carrie Lake in Arizona in 2022, where 242 machines at the same time went bad. So everybody coming through in there and going, you know, they just put a setting on there, all those machines. And that's in the courts right there. That's still, by the way, still getting appealed and still running through the court. But basically, when you came in and said, your ballot doesn't work, put it in the box. That now became a mail-in ballot that can be do anything they want. So they basically right. converted that. No, but no the chain of custody. They, no chain the of custody. Native, the, right. And the narrative they put out right. was, hey, you better vote early because what if the machines go back like Arizona? Well, you know what? <laughs> uh, you know, this is, the, you need to vote day out. We caught them that day. When I woke up that day, I go, yes, it was even on Fox News, the machines have problems. Just don't, we can't use them. If there's a problem there with machines, you're not going to have a problem with paper ballots hand counted. You've got, you know, and, and you're not, but you are a machine. Something goes wrong there. In that case, 242, let's say it wasn't done on purpose, which it was, but if it wasn't, then why use them? If you're going to have an, in, you're going to have a race car, the Indy 500, yeah, and all of a sudden you had all these problems with the cars. What do you just not run the Indy 500 that day? Or do you look under the engine and you say, hey, we got a problem yeah. with these engines. But the problem is these comp these companies won't let us look under inside and say, what's the problem here? You know, and, uh, and that's been it's been the biggest cover up of the biggest crimes in history. But we have a pathway forward and, and it's a beautiful pathway forward. And we're, if we didn't have everything we have right now with the the plan and the and the the Everything has fell into place with you've got examples now of Argentina, of Taiwan. We've got examples right here in the U.S. where we used our system we developed. Everyone should embrace it. Everyone should embrace it. And we don't have to go to the media anymore. We don't have to get the word out. All we have to do is convince county by county, which we're going to do. And by the way, we're all going to do it at the same time. If you guys know, mm -hmm. when I reached out for cast vote records, I did an announcement to the whole country. And we got these cast vote records, which come directly out of the machines. And they're 100% proof either you had computer manipulation or not. Everyone we got from 2020 had computer manipulation. So now the counties are going, oh, they don't want to give out these cast vote records. It's like if you miss a football game. If you miss a football game and you wouldn't see the play-by-play, -play, well, they don't, or they, the, the, the timeline of the game. Well, if you had 7-7 seven to seven in the second quarter, and all of a sudden third quarter, it's 7-3. to three, uh, you're going, wait a minute, what happened here? Okay. <laughs> and then you find out that all the all the games were the same. Now it's funny because we had pushback on that too. States like South Dakota, we couldn't get well, one cast vote record. Places that got that we reached out to, they attacked me. Mike Lindell's gonna ruin our elections. He's asking under the Freedom of Information Act, everybody, he's making the clerks be so busy. San Francisco Township in California put a right up on their website. It's it's and said, hey, it's there, it's the public's information. Castle Records were set up so we had a record. 
we actually had a record that the machines would spit out. I'm sorry right. they're all corrupt, but they so well, at least we had a record. So so so, so my I'm so not, my here, Mike, here's my question. You you talk about your team. How big is mm-hmm. how big is this effort? How big is this team behind you? And if you don't mind me asking, because you know, I know you're putting your money into this. I mean, how much money have you put into this? And my third question in all of this is how do you get beyond the stonewalling of the media to get this information out mm-hmm. out there? Because that's right. That that's really the the issue because I think most Americans, if they, I think most Americans are fairly unbiased and fairly objective, and if you can get it to them, because you've got to get it through the media around well, the Reagan was as an example was always able to get around the media and speak directly to the American public. How do you? How big's your team? How much money you got behind this effort so far? And how do you get over the media and and get directly to the American people? Mm. Well, let me let me answer that. The, uh, I developed Lindell TV and FrankSpeech.com. That was uh, and that's got over three million people over there now that watch. And that was uh, that's when I, you know, when I when the regular media went silent on me, I had to use the left to attack me every day. But I was getting the word out through that. So what we've done though with the plan over the last three years now we have over three hundred thousand people. Like we're like the hub of a wheel goes to all 50 states, basically mm-hmm. almost every county of the United States. And they've these are all different groups where we're like the hub, the voice where I talk to them every Monday night and we plan strategy. I tell them, here's what we need to do, right? Well, then you have that reach. We And I set up the election crime bureau, which I fund, which is lawyers and cyber guys and any help that these counties need to get these things done. Because we're 90% there. Give, give, give us far. give us that web address again. Yeah, lindellplan.com. P L A N Lindell L-I-N-D-E-L-L-P-L-A-N.com. Everybody you can help out there by donation or you can learn the whole plan and then share it with everybody you know. You need to get mm-hmm. educated on what the plan is and how how it's working. We've been basically this plan started 3 years ago. We're we're so far ahead. We're we're ninety percent done. The next, what we have left to do is kind of you guys believe it or not is pretty much I think the easier part. As long as we get the Republicans not to block us, the GOP quit blocking us. Quit going. We shouldn't have to go into South Dakota with Governor Christie now, and we can't get cast vote records. I mean, I expect that out of my home state of Minnesota, but I don't right. expect it out of these red states like Alabama. We I went down mm-hmm. to Alabama, you guys. Alabama, red state, right? I approached their secretary of state back then named John Merrill. And I showed him in the 2020 election on his voter rolls. These are people, because I have every voter roll in the United States, who registered, who voted, and who was taken off. I bought them all, okay? So now, this is an example I'll give you. In a red state, I said, John, look at, you had 4,622 people that voted here. This is what your, what the, your numbers say that voted that were over 110 years old. And obviously, it's not true. They use their name. But John said, well, Mike, we live pretty good here in Alabama, don't we? And I'm going, are you serious? This isn't funny. You make a joke about this. And so we're fighting. Wow. You know, and then you get to these states that go, well, Donald Trump won. We don't have any problem here in our state. Donald Trump won. What does that have to do with anything of our election platform? This is not a Democrat or a Republican thing. Mm. We need to secure our elections so we all trust our elections. So, so we, we get, get it right. I have no problem who's elected as long as they're elected. 
not selected. Mm. Right. If you come to donate at lindellplan.com, we're not out to save the whales. We're going to do that maybe later on. We're out to secure our election. (laughs) Every, Every dollar, every dollar goes to secure our election platforms. And if I didn't, I wouldn't even ask for money if I had any more because I was going... Just fine, but it took so many, so many resources mm. and everything. And, and it's, you know, what I'm finding too is people back then were going, oh, this just seems so over, you know, keep going, Mike, but it just seems so overwhelming to change everything. It's not. We've been, I've been through, it's not overwhelming when you realize what we already have and how the plan lays out. And uh, all That's we right. need is help now. All so, we need so, is help now. Folks, lindellplan.com. Mike, thank you so much for joining us Thanks of the, of the people, of the people live. We'd love to have you back on. Uh, there's so much yep. more to talk about, but you have been not only a fire hose, but a patriot. And thank you for what yes. you are. Right. I'll come, I'll come back anytime. Let me know. I want to have you back on after the RNC meeting. And I want you to identify the third <laughs> that actually have the people's back. I want you to name names. How's that? Keep okay. notes. I, I will, let's, I let's will. name, let's name names. Cause, because, you know, sunshine solves all ills in my, pro, in my world. No, That's yeah. right. And you, and you know what? Rather than calling out the bad ones, I like that. I could give you a name. Yeah. Of I just want the good ones. The good ones. I, I, really I want like the good ones. Mike, thank you, you so it. much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on. See ya. Absolutely. Thank you. Oh, that was so much information. That was so, normally I, you know, the, a, the a only lot information guests, I retained was lindellplan.com. I can go in that, my off hours. I can go look there, but do me a favor. Yeah. Tell people where they can find us to subscribe, to like us, to because you're so much better at that. Than yeah, I. you guys, we are on all of the social medias, Rumble, Facebook, YouTube. Search for Of The People. Search for Robert B. Chernin, R.B. Chernin. Uh, my Twitter is Erica Reddick. Robert, what's your Twitter handle? At R.B. R-B Chernin. As a matter of fact, it's on. If you're look, if you're seeing our, our podcast, it's right next to my name, at R.B. Chernin. Amen. And if you are a podcast listener, go to anywhere that you listen to your podcasts and you can find Of the People with Robert Chernin. And subscribe and follow us and rate yes. us. Give us give like, us five stars. Comment. And if you can't, let us know why. So I'm liking this this live stuff. We need to do more of yeah. this. So it's fun. all good. We Chairman GOP, New Hampshire GOP Chairman Chris Ager and my pillow himself. Mr. My Pillow yep. himself, Mike Lindell, yep. who really you know, the efforts for election integrity are really the root of what's important in this democracy Amen. in this country because it is the free and fair elections that everything else flows from that. And he's right. I don't really care who's elected. I just want to make sure we get it right and there's no shenanigans. That's right. That's right. So. And for anybody, anybody out there, I have my pillow bed sheets and bath towels, and they are legit. Okay. <laughs> they are legit. So you can go go support him by buying some some pillows Absolutely. or some towels and and then go to lindellplan.com. I I'm with you. I am with you, Robert. And 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 look, so anybody so you got a guy who's put 40 million of his own dollars to secure American elections. That sends something about the man. That's a patriot right there. That's a patriot. That's right. Folks, thank you so much for joining us for of the people live. We'll see you again next week. <laughs> <laughs>